This feature, Claire Women in Business, is funded by Kumashun Naman with a television license fee. Welcome to another episode of Clare Women in Business on Clare FM. The story of the Burren Smokehouse in Listunvarna in North Clare was over a century in the making. The family-run business was established in 1989 by Birgitta and Peter Curtin. Together they researched fish smoking traditions in Ireland and in Sweden and the idea of a smokehouse was born. The Curtins were also early leaders in the area of food tourism and added a visitor centre in 1995 to tell the story of Irish smoked salmon. Birgitta Hedin Curtin is owner and CEO of the Burren Smokehouse. I'm from Sweden and I was born on a farm and um, lived on a farm my entire childhood up till age of 18. And it was a self-sustaining farm, so everything we fished, we foraged. My father was a huntsman, so we hunted and all the food produce was from around us. So complete sustainability. We preserved, we smoked and so on. I suppose my father inherited the farm from his father and grandfather father so my great-grandfather it was forestry tillage and sea frontage so there would have been other farms nearby as well that had that same self-sustainability when did you come to ireland first because you were in ireland before you came to set up your business i came 1981 as more as a student traveling in the world seeing the world and i was particularly interested in the celt countries traditional irish music the west coast of ireland so Growing up on the Baltic Sea, which is brackish water and certain amount of uh, different species, the fact that the salinity is quite low in the Baltic Sea, it is limited, the amount of species that, that exist there. And coming to the Atlantic then with extreme salinity, intertidal, like we don't have a tide in the Baltic Sea. For me, that was really exciting and really enjoyed it and be able to see all the different seaweed, all the, all the different species of fish and shellfish that you can get hold of on the west coast of Ireland. You were here originally as a student, but you came back? Yeah, I actually met my husband-to-be on the first visit. That was not you know hadn't been part of the plan but it became part of the plan and i really enjoyed the area you know the fabulous burn fabulous area fell in love with the burn and the arn islands cliffs and moher the whole area is just extraordinary and i suppose the culture as well the irish culture between uh, music and also the storytelling tradition as well. So you loved everything about Ireland, but when you moved to Ireland full-time, what was your plan? Well, it developed as I went along, but we did look at different options. We got married in 1999, the same year as we started the smokehouse, so 35 years ago. And before that, we had toyed with different ideas. Some of it was maybe mussel farming or something to do with the sea. I had studied marine biology, so that was a kind of a natural progression. But then the smoking came up and 
Peter was located in Lisbonna and we saw the opportunity. He was also part of a business, the Roadside Tavern. So to stay here and to be here was very attractive and also I suppose the fact that there was tourism in the area and the Cliffs of Moher gave us an opportunity to start another tourist-based food business. And it was really drawing from my experiences in Sweden where we would have fish for eel, myself and my father, and we would have got it smoked in the local smokehouse by the local fishermen. And they were then selling the fish that they smoked directly to consumers. People come to the smokehouse to visit or whatever they didn't sell at the smokehouse, they would have sold in the farmer's market. So it's very much a B2C uh, experience. And we wanted to produce something from Ireland and give an opportunity for people that pass through the amazing landscape to taste something that is produced in that landscape and from Ireland. So we've been using 100% Irish fish all the time because it's, the, it's our part of our philosophy to buy from around us and that's what we wanted to showcase to people to get the genuine taste of what Ireland and the barn can produce. Were there many food businesses in Clareburgita at the time or did you spot a niche? We did spot a niche and we were starting with a visitor centre and an experience food experience, we were pretty out there. There wasn't so many other people did that. You had certain amount of food producers, but not kind of maybe to the extent of welcoming people to come and visit and experience something, both taste and an understanding of how the food was produced. I suppose our locality, the fact that we are, you know, again, back to passing trade, we could do that. We were disadvantaged in the way that we were like five hours away at the time from Dublin, but the fact that we were in a, in a tourist area and in an area where we had passing trade, that was our strength and that's what we utilised. Do you remember whether there were many women in business in the area at the time? Yeah, there would have been a certain amount of women in business. And, you know, I mean, locally you're talking about there's lots of bed and breakfast. They are very much run by a lot of women that have an opportunity to stay at home with children and have their business. It can be challenging, of course, but so yes, there would have been, and also in food production would have been a certain amount, I suppose. So I would have a natural affinity connecting with other women in business, but it certainly has grown to a different level. I suppose one of the big things is childcare, which was basically non-existing in 35 years ago. So the way I was able to facilitate me working was that I got au pairs and Swedish au pairs, which being from Sweden, I loved my children learning to speak Swedish. So it was an ideal situation. Some of the pairs would have been relations, children's or cousins, children or whatever. So I was able to get a continuous run of au pairs that stayed with us and worked with us. So your husband, Peter, had some expertise, some background in business. This was new to you though, your own business? It was. It really was. I suppose in a way my father was a politician and having a farm that is a business as well. So in certain ways I did have some experience but not really to the extent that was needed. So I've learned a lot through living through my business and growing in management. I would have been supported by a lot of different organizations with courses and so on between Fulcher Island, Tourism Ireland, BIA especially and BIM, Clare Enterprise Board. So very various organizations would have given courses to people locally. So that would have been the support system and then learning through hard earned mistakes as well. And you know, things like also 
I suppose hiring people and picking the right people, but that's a challenge whether you have, you know, it's something that you experience to find the right people for the right position within the organisation. And were those supports and the courses available to you from the very start when you were starting your business? As far as I remember, but it would have been growing in 20 years, after 20, you know, 20 years ago maybe, it has grown to more supports for small SMEs, definitely. There is a definitely much more support than would have been initially. In the early days, starting the business, deciding what you were going to do and acquiring the premises, where do you start? Well, I suppose we, we together worked and Shannon Development at the time was extremely supportive. So we would have done uh, feasibility studies. So it, it didn't kind of just happen. We, 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 we started smoking, but we did a feasibility study. We, we travelled around in Ireland, we travelled around in Sweden and saw other businesses, how they were operating and also from this point of view of smoking technique that's how we really built the business and then it was I suppose believing in the business and testing it out even you know we started in a very small way and grew it as there were possibilities and also I suppose we were supported with capital grants so that we could grow certain parts of the business and the facility but the visitor center for example was one of the biggest and it still is a huge opportunity for us where we can meet the people we can sell other people's produce from around us, from Alevic Caves, the cheeses from there, St. Olegos cheese, and other products from the barn and as well from Ireland. So that was a massive step forward that we then grew organically with, you know, going out to tourism trade, the ITOA, the Mehel, meeting people with groups coming in from and individuals coming in from all over the world you know but germany france was a big big area for us and we did hire in language ex expertise for that position and to grow that business so it has developed over a long period of time setting up a new business in a new country for you at the time did you face any obstacles were there any difficulties in particular that you faced that maybe you weren't expecting well and there's always obstacles and i suppose we it wasn't only me coming into a different country it was even also for peter there would have been both of us as a business development there we would have come across difficulties of you know making ends meet and growing sustainably not over extending ourselves and yet getting availability to facilities all that is something that is challenging all the time and to use whatever you have whatever finances you have to its best facility and use it to the to the best area i suppose web development was something that we really it was also another game changer in the mid 90s we totally embraced that because of the nature of the business but it was challenging to learn new systems all the time and developing systems and finding the right systems that were appropriate for us that would have been a challenge and that would have taken some time to find and then you realize and through networking you might find more systems that other people have used you know the networking bit would have always been extremely important with other businesses and through women's networks but also through business networks in general did you ever face any pushback because you were maybe one from another 
country and two because you're a woman? I don't think so actually. I don't feel that it's you know attempt times you would be like somebody comes up to but that, that's a smaller detail you know somebody comes up to the door and they kind of look over your shoulder and says where's the boss? That has happened and in communication maybe misunderstandings perhaps but that would be no I, I don't genuinely I don't feel that it has hindered me in any way. But all these years later 35 years later still thriving you mentioned the whole thing of food tourism and while there may have been a few women in business 35 years ago in the Burren area. Food tourism, you were one of the pioneers in that. It is so important that people know where their food is coming from and how it's produced. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a f we're blessed with being part of a bigger organization and a network called the Burren Ecotourism Network, where we have a lot of women and men working together in the Burren. So we're now 70 businesses. The fact that that network existed and even the whole series of events and the 12 years that it's now in making all that was hugely important and also a growth opportunity for food tourism then food tourism was also supported generously by an understanding of food tourism and experiences from Fudge Island and Tourism Island and all that has been a growth development that is not only for the area but a realization of where tourism is heading and what is important and where the touch points are and the important opportunities for marketing. But that has been a development as we go along and yes we were forefronters in that area and now because there are more it's an advantage to us that it is a growth and it's a network and, and more people in the area using that opportunity of food tourism and um, ecotourism as well. So it's an exciting time really to be part of that and we're something that was niche is actually now centre to tourism. So I suppose we have an advantage of having worked for it and a deep understanding of it for a long time. But yes, it's also, you know, new thinking and inspiration from other businesses. You kind of constantly have to evolve in what you're doing and we do. So, Brigitte, going forward then, what does the future hold for the Burren Smokehouse? Well, we see a great opportunity for the moment in private tours, sharing the story of the business for 35 years and with, you know, sharing the knowledge about how the food is produced, where it came from, but sharing our story. And we have seen a great growth opportunity with private visits, chauffeur-driven, mainly people from the US, in couples, intergeneration families, and I see that as an opportunity for deep experiences for the area. And you can talk about luxury or VIP experiences could be some of the ways of talking about it, particularly since we in the area have a lot of five-star properties like Dromolin Castle, Ashford uh, Castle and Adair Manor. That's a huge opportunity for us to connect with people and, and also to give experiences to people that are staying also in B&Bs, hostels, hotels around us. And in the past, would you have ever shared your experiences with other people, other women, on what it was like to be a woman in business in Clare? I would have, you know, and also when, when people do come to me, you know, that is part of the story, how that is shared with, I think, women that have taken mainly, most of the time, the main responsibilities for the household and the childcare, and that is something that you share with, with other women, how to manage that and still say sane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Birgitta Hedin Curtin, owner and CEO of the Burren Smokehouse in Listunvarna. Next week, we'll meet Sadie Chowan, Creative Director and CEO of the Burren Perfumery. This feature, Clare Women in Business, is funded by Kumashoon Naman with a television licence fee. Claire